Hallelujah. And verse 11 through 14. The Bible says, Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment. And then it says, A babbler is no better. The words of a wise man, his mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. He's talking about the babbler here. A fool also is full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Who can tell him? Who can tell him? Praise God. I want to preach to you from this little thought tonight. Well, shut my mouth. Let's say that tonight. Well, shut my mouth. You can be seated tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God's going to have to help me tonight. I feel a little melancholy, whatever that means. I heard somebody say that one time. I thought I'd spit it out. I don't know what that means. I feel a little melancholy here tonight. <laughs> Amen. Have you ever asked anybody a question wanting a simple a simple yes or no answer? Amen. But instead, you got a 30-minute rambling, incoherent answer that left you more confused than you already were before you asked the question. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I the only one that's ever received that kind of answer? Or are y'all among that group too? Praise God. You know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that babbling. Amen. Babbling. Praise God. And 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 the unique thing about Ecclesiastes here, Solomon, amen, the writer of Ecclesiastes, put the babbler on the same level as a serpent. Now we know Amen, how low a serpent is, right? Amen, a serpent crawls around on his belly, praise God. Well, Solomon put the babbler, amen, on the same level as the serpent. I didn't do that. Solomon did it, amen. It made its way into the Word of God. So, amen, God wanted us to look at it and consider that, praise God. Hallelujah. So, uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 through verse 28 says this. He that hath knowledge... Spareth his words. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Praise God. A man of knowledge spareth his words. Even a fool. Amen. When he holdeth his peace is counted wise, and he that sheddeth his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Well, we need to say it one more time. Somebody say, well, shut my mouth. Praise God. Well, when we learn to shut our mouth, when we need to shut our mouth, praise God, we might be known as men of knowledge and men of understanding. Praise God. Hallelujah, according to what the Bible says, anyway. Hallelujah, and I hope that is, well, I don't hope it is the truth. I know it is the truth tonight. Praise God. I know one thing. Praise God. We'd all save ourselves a lot of trouble, amen, if we could read a situation right, amen, and know when to give a 
very short answer, a discreet answer, and not babble on and on and on about things, amen, that some folks don't even want to hear. Praise God. We got to learn how to read questions. We got to learn how to read, amen, the inquiring minds of others. Praise God. And, amen, we've got to somewhere in the process of life, amen, determine if the question, amen, needs a simple yes or no answer, amen, or if the question, amen, deserves a chapter or two of a verse or a chapter or two of a book, amen, hallelujah, long drawn out answer. Praise God. I, I, I guess tonight that every question cannot be answered with a simple yes or no, amen, but there are so many questions that we are asked that we could simply answer with a simple yes or no, hallelujah, and save everybody a lot of trouble and a lot of time. Somebody say glory. Amen. The Bible backs up, amen, what I just said there in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 37 tonight. Amen. The Bible says, but let your communication be Yea, yea, or nay, nay, yes or no. Amen. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody asked a question. Somebody, amen, uh, you know, needs an answer. Praise God. Sometimes a, a simple yes or no will get the job done. Praise God. Sometimes a, a little simple yes or no will suffice. Hallelujah, for an answer to the question, praise God. And amen, I want to get to the place, praise God, that I can determine when that, when the question needs that, amen, that short of an answer, praise God. So hallelujah, I can save myself a lot of time, amen, in counseling. Come on now. I can save myself a lot of time, praise God, on the telephone, amen, if I would just learn to answer yes or no, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, we all love to talk and carry on about some things. You know we do. We all got these little pet subjects and little pet things that we love to talk about. Praise God. Some of you like to talk about hunting and fishing. Some of you like to talk about shopping. Amen at Walmart. Hallelujah. Whatever your uh, amen interests are, you love to talk about what interests you. Hallelujah. Amen. But if the circumstances, amen, allows... Amen. For that, I'm sure that talking is not a sin. Amen. I'm sure that just carrying on a conversation with somebody, amen, as long as you're not, you know, talking about the wrong kind of stuff, amen, just carrying on a conversation with somebody is just not a sin. But there's a difference between carrying on conversations and answering questions. Amen. Because there's so many questions that would just need a simple yes or no answer. Praise God. Wouldn't parents love... Amen. Wouldn't you love it? Amen. If your kids came in and asked you if you could do something, if they could do something, amen. Wouldn't 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 you be so happy if they would accept just a simple yes or no answer? Yes, you can do that. No, you can't do that, and just shut up about it. But no. Those teenagers, man, they they can't take most of the time they can't take a simple Yes or no answer. You got to break it down. You got to explain it. You got to, you know, you got to go into this long diatribe, amen, about this or that or whatever to get them to understand why the answer is no. Hallelujah. Most of the time, that's where the problem comes in, amen, when the answer to their question is no. Hallelujah. They want to know why. Why? Hallelujah. Well, amen. We may not, a lot of us sitting in here tonight may not be teenagers anymore, but we still love to answer why or ask the question why when God, amen, when it's clear that the answer from God is no, we still sometimes as adults want to know 
Why? Hallelujah. Let me tell you something tonight. Praise God. If we'd learn how to accept yes or no answers, praise God. Amen. It might make that long line in heaven, that long, slow line in heaven, it might make it go a little bit faster. Amen. Especially if, if Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36, amen, is a real verse of Scripture that we really need to be concerned about. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, but I say unto you in Matthew 12 and verse 36, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account therefore in the day of judgment. Praise God. Now, if your name starts with, if your last name starts with an A, then you're going to be at the front of the line. Amen. If your last name starts with an M like mine is, you're going to be about middle ways of the line. And if your last name starts with a Z, you're going to be at the very tail end of the line. Praise God. And I feel sorry for you. I even feel sorry for myself in the middle of the line. Amen. If everybody that comes before the judgment seat of God has to give an answer for every idle word that they speak, come on now, it's going to be a long line. But you know what? I guess we got eternity to go through that, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, if we could speed the line along a little bit, it would help a lot, wouldn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. So, amen. Idle means useless. The word idle there means useless. A lot of useless talk, a lot of useless words. Hallelujah. That we use today. Praise God. Amen. Some people have. And I had to look this up. I've seen people with this and didn't know what the definition of what the issue was. But I think I can pronounce this. Some people have Asperger's syndrome. What in the world is Asperger's syndrome? Have you ever seen anybody, they will be talking and they will say something to you and then they will mouth it back to themselves, exactly what they just said out loud to you. They will go through that same process. You know, if I were to say, well, I'm going to go down to the gas station and put gas in my car, and then if I had that syndrome, I would turn around and say, hey, man, through my years, it had that issue. They would say something out loud, then they would repeat it to themselves, hey, man, silently, praise God. They're just mouthing the words, no sounds. Amen. After they've said it out loud, they, they, they say it out loud and then they repeat it back to themselves. It's a syndrome. Amen. Maybe we need to turn that syndrome around in the house of God. Amen. Maybe we need to say it to ourselves first. Amen. Cut out all of the useless stuff. Amen. And then just cut to the chase and say what needs to be said. And I know exactly what you're thinking right now. Amen. Practice what you preach, preacher. Hallelujah. Amen. Say what you need to say up there tonight and let us get out of here. That's what I'm going to, amen, intend to do tonight. Praise God. I want to get you out of here as quick as I can. Hallelujah. We need to turn that syndrome around. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we did that, amen, that one thing alone, amen, the lines in heaven would go much faster when we get there. In Exodus chapter 28, verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 29 and 30 says this. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth into the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. 
And thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord. And Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continue, continually. Praise God. So, amen. In The high priest would go before the holy place, amen, with that breastplate of judgment on. Hallelujah. Why was he going into that holy place with that breastplate of judgment on? He was going in there, amen, to get an answer, amen, for the children of Israel. Praise God. He was going in there to get, uh, amen, the judgments of God. Amen. The decision, amen, that God wanted for them. Amen. Uh, Aaron was going in there to, to find out, you know, how God would answer him when he presented the question. Amen to him. Hallelujah. Amen. But the answer came, amen, from a little pouch on that uh, on that breastplate uh, of judgment. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. The answer was in the breastplate near to Aaron's heart. Hallelujah. It was in there in the form of uh, Urim and Thummim. Hallelujah. They put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastplate. Aaron would go into the uh, the holy place. He would present God with a question concerning the children of Israel. Amen. He would reach in by faith. Amen. To that, uh, to that little pouch on the breastplate. He would pull out the answer. Hallelujah. Believing that God was going to direct him. Amen. To either the Urim or the Thummim, amen, and through the Urim and the Thummim, amen, he would have the answer for the whole nation of the children of Israel. Praise God. Well, the word Urim and Thummim, amen, are strange words to us, amen, being that we don't speak Hebrew tonight, amen, Urim and Thummim, hallelujah, amen. You're not going to hear that in your English class, I'm sure, hallelujah, Urim and Thummim. You know what the Urim and Thummim was? It was simply a means to an answer. Urim and Thummim meant yes or no. There's a lot of there's a lot of scholars that believe that the Urim and Thummim in the breastplate was gems. Amen. Different colored gems. The priest would reach in there and pull out. Amen. The gem. Amen. Believing that God was going to direct him in the answer that he needed. Amen, and he pulled it out, amen, and it was either a yes or no answer whether it was Urim or Thummim. There was others that believed, amen, that they were golden-colored, golden-covered little sticks, amen, that of different sizes, amen, that they would stick in that pouch and the priest would reach in there and pull it out. If it was the longer stick, it was one thing. If it was the shorter stick, it was the other thing. But basically, amen, it was a means by which God could speak to the priest, amen, so that the nation of Israel would have an answer to their questions, amen. Hallelujah. And God answered them, amen. Most of the time God answered them with a simple yes or no. Yes or no. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, we serve a God tonight that, amen, spent a lot of time putting a, amen, a whole book together for us to read and study and pray about, amen, and, and try to get it embedded in our hearts so we could have the answers that God wants us to have. Praise God. But, amen, when you start approaching God, amen, for an answer concerning a matter, hallelujah, if you will listen very intently, if you will listen very closely to the voice of God, amen, God will not speak to you in long, drawn-out sentences. 
Amen. Most of the time, God will answer your question with a simple yes or no. A yes or no. We got to be, amen, we got to get to the place that we are content, amen, with a simple yes or no answer. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what the Urim and the Thummim was there for. Amen. Yes, tell the nation of Israel they can do that. Amen. No, tell the nation of Israel they cannot do that. Praise God. In Numbers chapter 27, verse 18 through 21, amen, the children of Israel were getting ready to appoint a new leader, amen, over their over, over them. Praise God. The Bible says here, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all of the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him, that all of the congregation of Israel, or the children of Israel, may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him. Who is Eleazar asking counsel from? He's asking counsel from God. Amen. For him, after the judgment of the Urim before the Lord, or the Urim and the Thummim before the Lord, at his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all of the congregation. So Israel is choosing them, amen, or God is helping them to choose a brand new leader for their congregation. Hallelujah. How are they going to do it? They're going to do it through the Urim and the Thummim. They're going to set Joshua before the priest, Eleazar. Eleazar is going to pray. He's going to run his hand down into that breastplate. He's going to come out with, yes, this is the man to lead us, or he's going to come out with a no this is not the man to lead us evidently amen the answer was yes because Joshua became the next leader over the nation of Israel after Moses had passed on hallelujah so when they was needing a new leader to lead them praise God Hallelujah. What did they what did they look how you know you you could think hey this is a whole nation of people needing a leader amen certainly God will give us a a, a, a long, drawn-out answer here. But the only answer God gave them was yes. Joshua's the man. Yes. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 8 through 12. And Saul called all the people together to war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said... To Abathar the priest, bring thither the ephod. Then said David, O Lord God of Israel, thy servant has certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as thy servant hath heard? O Lord God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Hallelujah. Then said David, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver thee up. Praise God. Now, uh, David is actually before the priest here, and the priest is, your, is using, amen, that same process to get an answer. Hallelujah. Amen. The answer here is not just a simple yes or no, but it's not much more than that. Hallelujah. They will deliver thee up. Four, four words. Hallelujah. Amen. In the answer that God gave to David, amen, that day. 
praise God. Will Saul come after me? The answer was, yes, he will. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, he will. Will Saul's men deliver me up? And the answer came, yes, they will. Hallelujah. David was able to escape his enemies, amen, because of a simple yes or no answer. David was able to escape, get out of there, amen, and escape for his life. Hallelujah. Because of a simple yes or no answer. Hallelujah. Yes, they will. Praise God. David ran. David hid. Praise God and saved his life. Hallelujah. Come on now. How can, how can our lives be saved with a simple yes or no answer? Praise God. Well, I'm telling you, amen, God knows exactly what we need. Amen. God knows exactly what we need to do. Hallelujah. And if we go to him with that, that question, amen, a lot of times the answer will simply be yes or no. Ezra chapter 2 and verse 63 says this. And the Tershathah said unto them, that they should not eat of the most holy things till there stood up a priest with Urim and Thummim. Here's the whole congregation. Amen. This is not just an individual now. Here's the whole congregation of, the, of Israel, praise God. Hallelujah. Who needed an answer. Amen. From God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says they would not eat. Amen. They would not eat until they got an answer from God. The priest, hallelujah, there till there stood up a priest with the Urim and the Thummim, hallelujah, amen. So, hallelujah, they got their answer that day, praise God, they got that answer that day, and the congregation of Israel was spared, praise God. I'm telling you today, amen, there's, there's great things can happen, amen. Sometimes all we need is a yes or no answer, amen. Sometimes, how many questions we have? For God, hallelujah, amen, that if we would be happy, if we would be content, amen, with a simple yes or no answer, hallelujah, when God spoke those things to our heart, amen, because that's what he deals with our heart, amen, that's how, amen, uh, he designed that breastplate and that ephod, amen, to be right next to the priest's heart, hallelujah, amen, when God, amen, starts dealing with your heart, he's trying to give you a yes or no answer. Praise God. We just got to be open to that. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you this. If God would do it for those Old Testament congregations, and if God would do it for David, if God would do it, amen, for individuals, praise God, that sought an answer through the Urim and the Thummim in the Old Testament, God will do it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. He will do it for us and Amen. We don't have to go to the high priest. We don't have to go. Amen. Uh, we don't have to go to no man. Hallelujah. All we got to do is bow our knees on an altar. Amen. Bow our knees in a prayer closet and pray, God, amen, what do you need? What, what can I do? Which direction do I need to go? Hallelujah. Tell me, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I go here? Can I go there? If we'll listen, amen, our answer may come in a simple yes or no answer. Hallelujah. Sometimes people think of God as being a mean God, even today. Hallelujah. We no longer live in the Old Testament times, and amen, I can't explain, amen, all that God did in the Old Testament days, and I can't explain why, amen, he did what he did in the Old Testament days. Hallelujah. Amen. But we are no longer living in those Old Testament times. We're living in New Testament dispensation. We're living in a time of grace and mercy. 
Hallelujah. We're living in a time that God is, amen, doing everything that he can to help us. Sometimes people think God is mean. He's angry. Sometimes people got that mentality about God. And they get it in their mind. If they ask God a question, then the answer is always just going to be no. Hallelujah. They won't ask God a question because they've already determined that God's mean, God's angry. You know, hallelujah. If they ask him something, then the answer is automatically going to be no. That's not true tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm cutting to the chase tonight. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among, uh, among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yea and nay. Amen. Paul said, hey, we came and preached to y'all folks down there at Corinth. Corinth. Amen. Silvanus came. Timothy came. Hallelujah. We didn't come with a message that was yea and nay. Amen. But in him was yea. Hallelujah. For all of the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Hallelujah. Amen. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying to the Corinthians, amen, when I came down and preached for you, when Silvanus came down and preached to you, when Timothy came down and preached to you, we came down preaching about, amen, the promises of God. Amen. And the Bible says that all of the promises of God are yea and amen in him. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't serve a God that always says no. Amen. The gospel is not a negative message today. Hallelujah. Amen. God can and God still does tell us no when we don't need to get involved in things that he don't want us involved in. If you want to, if you want to get out into sin, if you want to get out, Amen, and get mixed up with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong thing, and Amen, and you pray, God, give me some direction, Hallelujah, Amen. I'm sure the answer is going to come, and it's going to be no. God don't want His people out there dabbling in sin. God don't want us out there, Amen. Uh, Hallelujah, uh, doing ungodly stuff, hallelujah. So if that is your desire tonight, Amen, if you were to pray about it, God would simply say no. Amen. And if God says no, hallelujah, amen, then you need to change your motivation and change your direction and go in the opposite direction. Instead of pursuing the world, instead of pursuing the things of the world, you need to start pursuing God. Hallelujah. Start pursuing righteousness. Amen. And the things of God. You know, I'm not saying that God, in the, even in the scriptures, I'm not saying that God still don't say no. He does. When we have the wrong motivation, amen, and the wrong direction in mind, praise God. But the Bible says, amen, all of the promises of God are yea and amen, or yea and so be it. Amen. God didn't promise you the Holy Ghost to keep you from getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. God didn't, uh, God didn't promise you peace and joy, amen, and all these other things to not give it to you when you ask him for it. Amen. God is, God is uh, amen. Uh, you know, God's word is full of promises. 
Hallelujah. God's word is full of promises, and all of those promises, amen, are for real tonight. Amen. And the backbiting and all that stuff just to completely be over with and stopped and done. Hallelujah. Well, we need to go to work on that. Praise God. We need to, amen, go to work on that. If you love to talk, and I know that we all do love to talk, hallelujah. Let's just make sure that what we're saying is true. Let's just make sure that what we're saying is right. Saying it's true. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I feel like, amen, we've come a long way in that area. We really have. I really feel like we have. Hallelujah. Through the years, we've come a long way in stamping out the gossip and the backbiting and that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. So, uh, amen, tonight we need to, amen, just keep it in mind, keep it on our heart, keep working on it and saying, God, hallelujah, Lord, help me not to say things about somebody that I ain't got no business saying. Help me, God, amen, to, if I can't say anything good, not say anything at all. Hallelujah. I don't know who said that, but I've heard that a thousand times since I've been in church. Hallelujah. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. It's better just keep your mouth shut and you're not, amen, then you won't make that line last any longer when you get to heaven when you got to give an account for all those idle, stupid words. Good for Bertha Gibbard. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, well, shut my mouth. And as Sister Weber's brother Danny said, I'm through talking now. Good night.